As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. And somebody else offered her $15,000 more than I did, but she just felt secure and safe and knew that what I said I would do, I would do. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, a, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and what he's all about. But When you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, So go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Best ever listeners, hello, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and um, I got a little bit of a cold, so bear with me. I'm not, <laughs> I told our, our guest today, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be do, doing much talking. He's like, that's okay. That's how most of my conversations go. I usually talk more. <laughs> I love that. Um, with us today, our best ever guest is Andrew Brannick. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, and and thanks for being on here and doing most of the talking. And a little bit about Andrew before he gets into his background. He's based in Phoenix, Arizona. He's the acquisitions manager for True Freedom Achievers, and you can find them at TrueFreedomAchievers.com. He has done about 300 door knocks. He's just getting started in real estate, but he has 
a, a disproportionate amount of experience in door knocking um, compared to his overall real estate experience. And I thought that would be an interesting topic for us to talk about is the things that he's learned going up, walking up to people's front doors and knocking on the door and having that interaction. And he's, we talked about a little bit, a little bit about this before our, our recorded call. And uh, he has a lot of interesting things to say. So with that being said, Andrew, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah. So I started off in doing trucking and working 100 hours a week, waking up at 2 a.m. It was pretty miserable. And then my buddy told me about, you know, wholesaling. And I was like, that is amazing. I got to learn how to do this. So I just started listening to some podcasts. And next thing you know, we're going to some of the events and we tried it. And then we closed the deal after about like five months. And it was a terrible deal. It was a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. <laughs> and then we just kept on going and going. And then, you know, we got a big deal. It fuels the fire, but I was still working full time at a job. And then I got, we started getting more and more deals and the people that we were selling the deals to said, come work with us. And it was a great opportunity to get out of the job that I was in and start living the dream, doing real estate full time. So I went and worked with them and, you know, kind of try to take some systems and formulas and automate it to make it more of a scalable product from what we were doing with just me and my partner. And so we started doing, uh, I had done door knocking and got great deals. Um, I was able to get some deals. So I figured you know, hire people out to do the door knocking since it was pretty easy to just go to a door knock try to start up a conversation and see if they're interested in selling their house. And I found that it was, it was easy for me to go do it. But whenever I had them go do it, they, they got to the door, they knocked and stayed there for two seconds, walked away. <laughs> and uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I want to dive into the dynamics of a successful door knock. But before we do, um, I don't want to forget about these questions that uh, came up while you were talking about your background. Um, what podcasts or podcast uh, were you? Did you listen to uh, once you heard about the concept of wholesaling? Pretty much just stuck to Matt Terrio's Epic Real Estate Investing, and I loved it. I listened to a couple others, but I didn't like the salesmany approach that some of them seem to have. Uh, I like more laid back, just talking as if friends were talking. And then the uh, deal that uh, you mentioned, you said you closed on a deal after five months. I think you said it was a terrible deal. Um, was it terrible in terms of the returns or was it terrible in terms of the distressed situation of the property and the, the sellers? All of the above. <laughs> and so by that time, I believe we spent about $5,000 in marketing. And when we closed the deal, we ended up netting $1,000. And that was... Congratulations. Oh, you, had a pro you had a profitable business. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, just give up. Let's just stick to trucking. And uh, that's it, man. That's the life. 2, 2 a.m. wake up calls. Here we go. Oh, all your friends are going out having a good time. And I am waking up, giving them a ride home and going to work. <laughs> Oh my. Well, um, 
we we might come back to that deal, but um, I, I I do want to focus now on on the door knocking. So you before you brought in teams of people to do door knocking, you were doing it successfully. Um, what's your outcome when you do the door knocking, and then what are the keys to success? The outcome I'm looking for is just to get them open up, you know, have a conversation going, and then. After the conversation's going, then I can get into the end goal, which is to see if they are looking to sell a house or know somebody who's looking to sell a house. And then what are the keys to making that connection of, of seeing if they're looking to sell a house or know someone who's selling a house? Uh, well, the, when you get the conversation going, um, people just – they open up and they'll start telling you all about their lives and all that kind of fun stuff. And you got to dive in there, ask them questions about it really get to know them, make them feel comfortable. And then, you know, try to see if you can find any stressful points or reasons that they would want to sell a house that you would typically see from a motivated seller. Because this motivation is the key. And if they're not really motivated, they might be looking to sell a house. But there's not too much I can do there. When you walk, let, let's pretend you're about to knock on my front door. All right. Uh, you're, walk, you're, wa- you're walking up. Um, you knock. And the door opens. What What do you say? I usually point out something on the house or something random. Oh, I like your car. I saw this in your <laughs> ha- your yard. Something. Like I like that. your cars. I bet you have expensive expensive uh, furniture inside. Can I come take a look? <laughs> oh, jeez, that is no. That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just point out something you know random about their house. Anything like that. You, just to get them talking because you go, hi, my name is Andrew. I like to buy your house. They're so going to be like, no, nah, that's all right. Thanks. And then just slam it. But yep. if you can involve them in the conversation, get them talking about something, you know, they show up wearing a Cardinals t-shirt and go, oh my goodness, I love the Cardinals. You see that game last weekend? Something like that. <laughs> and they, they'll just start, they'll just start rambling. And then you want to you want to get them involved, switch it over to the, the the house side as fast as possible after a minute or so. Don't want to go on too much about it, but just getting them talking is the biggest key. What's the segue that you use? Let's let's go let's go with the the Cardinals T-shirt. Oh, perfect. Uh, so I love the Cardinals. Watch the game, and then he'll say something about it, and then I go, "Yeah, I uh, I love them," and and then I gotta point out something about their house to go was so i noticed you got a nice house here i'm actually looking to buy in the area and you know seeing if there's anything that you might want be willing to do sell your house know somebody who's selling your house help help me out and then at that point they'll probably they're either gonna you know kind of hesitate or just say no and then but everybody says no nobody gives you a firm yes unless they're super desperate and that's a win every time but they're going to say no, but you got to keep diving into it. Keep approach the, don't ask the same question again, but approach it from a different avenue. How, how does that work? Explain that for me. So if, if I ask you, are, you know, are you looking to sell your house? Uh, do you know somebody who's looking to sell their house? No, not really. And well, do you ever talk to any of your neighbors around the neighborhood and then see what they say? And then if it kind of, if they say yes, then you go into them and you start talking about their neighbors and, about the you know the the real estate in the neighborhood, how everything's going, and then you know 
maybe try to find a detail out about them that's a little, you know, a little stress stress point that they're living with. You know, talk about their job or something, or kind of find out if there's any money issues that they have. Okay, uh, let's let's say um, there is. Then what do you do once you identify that stress point? You push on it. You, you dive in a little bit deeper. You don't want to be mean and rude, but you gotta you gotta get into it. You gotta feel with them about their situation. And then once you do that, how do you how do you conclude the conversation? Usually, I don't push in too deep. Uh, I know it's the sales goal to dive in there, get in the house, you know, make an offer on the spot. But I don't I don't usually approach it that way. I I I take the time. I go, listen, I'm going to be caught probably coming back here tomorrow. You know, what would be a good time for you? You know, let's come in and sit down about it. The first time you go to a house, it's not going to be, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely doable, but I, I like to be able to get a no so that I know I'm getting a yes. Now, whenever you're training people to do this, uh, what is the main obstacle that they come across and what's the solution for it? The main obstacle they come across is nobody's answering their door. And that's the biggest problem they come across. And so I went and saw what they were doing. They would literally walk up to a house, knock on it, and then walk away. <laughs> so that that nobody's going to answer their door. Um, it's it's kind of a pushy subject now because everybody's got a cell phone. Or if you're going over to your buddy's house, you call him up. He knows you're coming. And then they know. And... You know, they had the photo uh, photo detectors for running red lights. So when you were getting served your uh, speeding ticket, if you didn't answer the door, you didn't have to pay it. So they're like, oh, I don't want to answer my door. So everybody just stops answering their door. So I just got to seem less threatening. You know, you knock on the door, take a couple steps back, and then start writing your note for the door. I find it best to write the my note at the door so that the – so it gives me time to have them come and answer the door. And then I'll ring it again before I leave my note. What's the note say? Hi, my name's Andrew. I'm looking at purchasing a property in the neighborhood. Please call me back if you're interested. But there's, there's tons of variations. Um, my buddy wrote one of the best ones I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if I would suggest doing it, but it says, we need to talk, <laughs> call me. And then he left his number. I was oh, like, my God. That is going to be a callback rate of 100%. <laughs> was it in red, red marker? Oh, yeah. Was it really? It was. Uh, so I have the big old jumbo post-it notes. It's like a yeah. four by six. And and they're orange and pink. And you can see them from a mile away. So whenever I, if you, if I do a neighborhood, I can and I drive by and it's like three <laughs> days later. It's, you got to find out who that owner is because they might not be home. And that's a good opportunity to go after, too. What do you mean by that? Um, well, you always want to find vacant homes, distressed properties. Those are usually motivated sellers. So, and one of the main things we saw when we were doing pre foreclosures, that was one of the targeted lists that we would go door knock, is if there was uh, nobody home and kind of the property looked a little distressed, you go find out who the owner is and you try to get in contact with them that way. It's a good opportunity. What do you wear? Well, I'm not allowed to wear basketball shorts anymore. They said that's probably not a good idea. But I'll wear whatever I want. Shorts, t-shirts, sandals. It's hot out here in Phoenix. Huh. 
What do you recommend that the the people who you work, you know, on your team wear? Same thing? Just whatever? Um, well, it just kind of be – it has to look clean. You, you don't want any uh, anything with, like, too much writing and stuff on the front, too baggy of pants. You want to look presentable, but you don't have to be in a three-piece suit. Got it. Any Very shoes? interesting stuff. I, I think shoes are a big point. I, I always hear that women always look at your shoes first. I don't know why. So shoes have to be clean or sandals, but it's it'll deter somebody off. When when somebody's just getting started with the door knock, and and what, let's let's talk about the outcomes you've had. Uh, you've closed on out of three hundred doors you've knocked on, you've closed on two properties, right? Right. Working on a third. Okay. And can you just can you talk about those deals, those two deals? Um, one was just go door knocking pre foreclosures, and they the lead, lady was standing out front, and they were moving some stuff out of the house, and I go, hey, what's going on over here? And they go, oh, my brother died, and you know we're just cleaning the place up. I was like, well, perfect. I'm actually in real estate, and I'm looking at buying a property around here. I'd love to come take a look inside. And she goes, okay, yeah, we were actually planning on selling it now, getting rid of some of the debt. And I go take a look around. She goes, well, what do you think you can offer me? And so I said, well, let's take a look. So I pull up the the comps and I show her the comps and I show her everything in the neighborhood. And I go, well, this is kind of very similar to your house. It sold for this much. And I did a price per square foot um, evaluation on it. And the price per square foot was like 80,000, I mean, 80, uh, 80 bucks a square foot. And the property that I was comparing it to was 80 bucks per square foot, but it wasn't in as great of a neighborhood just across the street, you know, property values were, you know, 20% less. So I, I kind of had that advantage, but she was seeing exactly what I was seeing. So I could take her down the path to make it make sense to her so that she knows what I'm looking at and she's not getting screwed over. And then I did the numbers and I go, this is, that was with a realtor. You're paying 6% and 2% in closing costs. And with me, I'm not going to be doing that. So let's just do that number, maybe take off a little bit and we'll see if that works with you. And so she said, okay, let me think about it. And she got in a touch with a couple of other wholesalers and um, I don't know, by probably just calling bandit signs or whatnot. And then they, uh, they came over and somebody else offered her $15,000 more than I did. But okay. she just felt secure and safe and knew that what I said I would do, I would do. Wow. That's that's a $15,000 uh, credibility right there. Yeah. And there was no contract in place, no nothing. And she could have easily gone with them. I would have. But, you know, somebody wants to get rid of it, they're going to go with somebody that they, they have faith in. Andrew, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Work. Get up in the day and just work. If you just work and keep going at it, you'll just, deals will come. But if you're sitting down and you're waiting for the phone to call and you're just not doing anything, deals don't come in. How long did you have your 2 a.m. truck truck driving gig? Eight years. That is a... A very long time. It was miserable. I what were you, what were your hours? Two a.m. to what? It, it kind of varied over time. Uh, I started off work, working about fifty hours, 
and then uh, four different six month time frames. I had a, I jumped up to like 100, 110 hours a week for six months in a row. And it was towards the end. The business kind of came crashing down with a, I'm just going to go ahead and say the economy like everybody else. But it was just, you know, unfortunate events. And so I had to add on to the business to keep it from going under. But yeah, I made it through it and I cut my losses and hopped into real estate. And now I feel like I'm on vacation every day. <laughs> Well, you're getting to meet so many interesting people uh, on, on their front doors. Oh, yes. Interesting. I like that word. I will, we'll get into that in the lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partner. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. All right, Andrew, best ever book you've read. I don't know how to read, but what I would say... You you for real? uh, No, I know how to read, but I honestly (laughs) can't remember the last time I read a book. I was like, I wondered how, I was wondering how you're writing those those notes to the people. Oh, voice recording. You just, you just talking to the computer (laughs) and it writes all down for you. So you're not, you're not a bookie. No, but I, I like to read on the internet pages and go over all that kind of fun stuff. Well, um, let's go this route then, because we teased it earlier. Best ever story you have from a door knocking experience? Best, well, other than that deal, which made it, made some good money. Um, the other deal that I got, the day, the lady I door knocked, she goes, "What do you want?" I go, "Oh, I'm." I'm looking to buy a house in the neighborhood and I was kind of seeing if you might be interested. She's like, I don't know. I go, no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you know, I don't want to be pushy, but you know, and so she had the screen door closed and she wouldn't even come out and talk to me at all. And, uh, I got her phone number and then kind of as the, we met up a couple times and then by the end of the deal, uh, she was like, she thought I was like family to her. (laughs) It was a pretty amazing transition. Best ever way you like to give back? I like to give back by helping out other people with, you know, real estate advice, going on a bigger pockets. I got one of my buddies, well I didn't even know him, he reached out to me on bigger pockets and, you know, asked me a question about a contract and, you know, taught him everything. He listened and, you know, got him out of his 9 to 5 job. And he just got hired on with another team out here in Arizona doing uh, acquisitions. And he loves it. But I love helping people out. Best ever deal you've done? Um, other, I think the one of the best deals is I got a an email about five properties. And I checked into it, called up my, uh, my partner. I go, this is a pretty solid deal. And we drove around, looked at it, and we made 45000 on five properties just driving around, taking a look at it off of a email. Was the email from a wholesaler? Uh, it was from our VA grabbed it, I believe either off of Craigslist or another forum and sent it to me. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? Well, I would say probably one of the first deals that we did coming out of the job I was in, I, I just said everything to make people happy. So, you know, what time are you going to be here? Oh, I'll be there in 20 minutes, even though it's going to be two hours or something like that. And you say something in real estate, you got to do it. 
and I didn't know it at that time. So you tell something, some, somebody something, you better better rephrase your words to to not necessarily say it. Like if I'm, I say I'm gonna help you find a new house, you better help them and find them a new house. And if you don't follow through with that, they're gonna be very upset. But if you say I like to see what I, I'll do what I can to help you look for a new house. Just little rephrasing of words and not putting yourself in tight positions to where you're forced to do something takes off a lot of the stress. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Oh, the same thing. Telling somebody you can do something and you can't follow through. And then they start crying and you feel like garbage. What's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you? They can give me a call on my cell phone. Uh, 602-717-6656 or at andrew at truefreedomachievers.com. All right, Andrew. Well, thank you for for sharing your experience. I mean, my gosh, from a 2 a.m. truck driving gig where you're working 50 to 110 hours a week and um, you know your your advice is get up in the day and just work, baby. That's just it, work. man. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, just super, super... Super straightforward um, and true. And then, you know, uh, you didn't label it this way, but as I, as I was taking notes, that's what I, I got from it. Um, you outlined the six-step process for a successful door knocking. Um, that is one, knock on the door and take a couple steps back so you're non-threatening. Um, two is point out something random about their house if they do answer. That way you involve them in the conversation. Three is get them involved and switch them over to talking about the house after about a minute or so. Um, four is find a deal uh, or find a detail that is a stress point with them if they initially say no. Five is push that stress point and then six is get a meeting with them afterwards. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and we'll talk to you soon. You're the best. Thank you very much. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.